Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we normally are going to be covering all of those amazing reality shows that only had one season. But right now, we're doing our supplemental show on The Hills' New Beginnings, The Hills Have Size, Part Two. I'm your host, Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today, we're going to be discussing The Hills' New Beginnings, Episode 2, The Rest is Still Unwritten, Ellipsis. The Ellipsis is back, y'all! I know. I also think we should call it The Hills Have Size, Lay Do. Oh, even <laughs> perfect. Love it. Good yeah. call. <laughs> um, so before we delve into the episode, we have some house cleaning. Um, the very first thing I would like to address is I know Meredith usually does Instagram. I do not, but we got an Instagram comment that said, I was so excited that you guys are doing it and wanted to revel in all the lols and joy, but your recaps of constantly saying, I don't care about this. This is a fake storyline. Okay. Whatever. This is boring. Got me so down. Honestly, if you're going to be negative and sound so over it, then why even bother? Listen to Danny Pellegrino's recaps. At least he expresses some joy and nostalgia and actually fangirls out. So I have a couple things to say about this. I'm sorry that we disappointed you. Um, but number one, if you listen to our any of our podcasts and our original The Hills Have Size, one of the main things we did was debunking, like dealing with inconsistencies on timelines and pointing out the things that were fake and incorrect. So we're going to continue to do that with the new show. Like we wouldn't be us if we didn't stay true to us. And that's what we do. We've never been a fangirl podcast. Like we love the Hills and we love everything about it and we lull about it. But one of the things we love about it, I think is like how wacky it is that we're supposed to believe all these things are true when they're not. Um, And as far as Danny Pellegrino goes, Danny Pellegrino is great. Danny Pellegrino also does this for a living and makes a lot of money off of it. Um, we're taking, we do this totally for free as a hobby and for fun. I am taking time for the second time out of my vacation. It is one o'clock in the afternoon on a beautiful, sunny Friday at the beach. And I'm inside recording a podcast. So there's that as well. Well, and you know, it was our first remote episode. It was not going well. Technically I had to scamper home from work. And like, personally speaking, I had a bad work day. I wasn't super jazzed. I was sitting in my basement by myself talking to Frank over the phone. And it just like wasn't a great day. And I love Danny Pellegrino when he guests on other podcasts too. He's super upbeat. He's super funny. I wouldn't be as upbeat as Danny Pellegrino, even if I won the lottery. It's just not me. You know, that's not what I bring to the party. So, you know, um, I'm sorry we, we bummed you out, too, but I think this episode was a lot more fun, too. And now I can see Frank while we Skype record, so... I know. That'll help. Um, and also, too, I don't know if any of you are in the Hills Unwritten Facebook group. I am. It's a public group. It's not a closed group. Um, and the general consensus seems to agree with us. People are really annoyed that they're trying to shove Justin, Bobby, and Adrena fake romance down our throats again. Um, that seems to be one of the main complaints in the Facebook group. And I, I agree with it. Yeah. And I think it was my least favorite part of this episode too. Agreed. But I like, I have a lot to say about this episode. I thought this episode was good. Um, so let's, uh, bust through some Twitter real quick. Um, I'm not going to go through absolutely everything because some of you guys may have noticed I live tweeted, um, the episode, uh, that's something to attempt to do every week. Um, I have to say I was really excited because Ashley Waller liked one of my tweets. Yeah, It's amazing that we're at least on her radar. Um, So I'm probably going to skip the live tweet responses because that's not relevant. Um, So 
On June 26, Heather, uh, Gloom Cookie tweeted us and said, I need to see the unaired footage from 10 years ago showing Stephanie and Frankie as a partying duo. FYI, Frankie is friends with Jax, according to Jax, so it could be 100% false. Oh. I could see that maybe. I mean, Jack goes out a lot. Goes out a lot. Frankie owns clubs. Possible. Um, the albino wino tweeted us and said, "Brody can get it. Fire. Yes, he 100% <laughs> can." Um, Chris M. Massey one tweeted us and said, "Just listen to the latest podcast and now watching the actual episode of The Hills New Beginnings. This is going to be hard. LOL." <laughs> it, we were with yes. Chris. It was hard, but it gets better. It does get better. Um, Heather tweeted us a picture of. Um, Sonia Morgan and said, did Sonia go to Stephanie's doctor? And in the picture, I retweeted it. She does. She and Stephanie look a lot alike. Um, I have a lot to say about Stephanie's face this episode. Um, Leith N tweeted and said, um, finally got my hands on the hills. I don't have cable. I've listened to the pod. I was so underwhelmed too. I hated the production values and wish there was narration rather than confessionals. Fingers crossed it gets better from here. Which I feel like it did. Um, let's see. And then uh, Heather and Lee were talking about Adrena and said that she was way less ceiling-y. Is it weird that I missed that dead-eyed stare? No, Lee, it's not, because I miss it too. And we get a little (laughs) glimpse of it in this episode again. I was pretty excited about it. We did. It came back. Um, Let's see. And then, all right, everything else was my live tweeting. Let's go past this. Um... Oh, okay. Um, Chantal Williams um, tweeted us and said, I have questions and no one to ask and, prob- and really no one who could possibly answer. Like, did we know Justin and J- did we know Justin, Bobby and Jason were friends slash partied? Did Jason and his wife know Stephanie or do Jason and his wife know Stephanie? Why were they at the party? Do the producers think we're buying slash want Justin, Bobby and Stephanie? Um, for these questions, um, I did not know Justin, Bobby and Jason were friends and party. Did you? Back in the day when, when Jason was party king? We didn't really I, see him that's somebody right. to get on the show. Right. It didn't, I didn't know, but it didn't surprise me. And I know from listening to Stephanie's podcast that Stephanie met the Wallers when they started filming. Then that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, I think they yep. met filming the episode. Yep. Um, and I and as to why they were at the party, because production made them go. Yeah, <laughs> that's 100% why. Um, the producers, I believe, do think that we want a Justin, Bobby, and Stephanie. Um, I personally don't want it. <laughs> I don't know how the rest of you feel. Yeah, I, I, it's like we said last week. You know, I don't understand why Justin can't just be a member of the cast. I don't understand why he always has to be a Lothario for someone. You know, like, he's a, he's a fun dude. He's entertaining. His yeah. one-liners still deliver. Like, just let him be. Yeah, he had I don't a, get a really good one at the end of this episode that definitely cracked me up, by the way. Some good ones. Um, and then she also said, besides the questions I'll probably never get answered, I'm surprisingly enjoying the Misha, Audrina, Whitney combo and hope we get more of that. Whitney seems a lot more carefree, not as tightly wound this time, and is really good at acting like she can stand these people, LOL. Um, I agree. I uh-huh. do agree. And I have a lot to say about Misha this episode. Like, I'm really, really into her. Like, I'm, I'm digging on it. Yeah. Um, and then what was this? Oh, God damn it. I, sometimes I can't work Twitter to save my fucking life. Okay. Um, uh, Taylor and us, our sleazy tea, uh, texted, I mean, tweet, tweeted us and said, finally get to watch the first episode of The New Hills and listen to the pod. Can people stop having babies so I can be done with OBGYN? <laughs> and are they still trying to make us think Justin, Bobby, and Adrena weren't fake? Also, since you remote podcasted, it means it's time for Tay. 
And it is, Taylor, for sure. Yep. Um, now, like once um, uh, Meredith and I are back in the same place and recording together, we can then have you Skype in. And I, I tweeted her back and promised her that before the end of the season, Taylor will be guest starring. Yes. On the podcast. We are going to make that happen. And then Heather replied to me because I was really confused as to what Audrina was doing for money, like other than L'Oreal ads in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, that was very Real Housewives of them. And apparently she has a, she does like Insta ads for Contro or Contrao. Um, she also does ads for HelloFresh or one of those meal delivery services. Um, and so that was it for my house cleaning. So what's awesome. yours? Um, so just real quick, I mentioned in last week's episode, I said something to the effect of what was with Misha and that backyard thing? Uh -huh. <laughs> and I couldn't exactly remember it. So the backyard thing is when the security camera of either her house or her neighbor's house caught her having what appeared to be a drug induced meltdown. And she was like hanging over the edge of a fence and rambling uh -oh. nonsense and then went and, and she was hospitalized. So oh. that's why it rang a bell, but I wanted to clarify that. <laughs> I'm glad she's doing better, but I didn't want to put misinformation out there. She, but there was a backyard thing. And it's, you can watch the video if you really want to, but it's sad. Um, and then, you know, now that we're watching a show that's on live every week, there's a lot going on in the celebrity news world week to week, like of, you know, Spencer live tweets the episodes apparently, and then so-and-so came after so-and-so. Um, but one that I wanted to talk about was the Spencer getting into it with Audrina's ex, Corey. And Which I know nothing about this. I'm hearing about it for the first time, so spill it. Okay. So Spencer was interviewed by Cosmopolitan, and he was talking about Audrina and her daughter, Kira, and he said... I want to know whose baby that is. How do we know it's not Justin's? Let's get a DNA testing kit for the reunion. And oh my God, that is monstrous. Monstrous. It's, it's really bad. So then, and my frustration with it is that he knows part of Audrina's divorce situation is the fact that Corey has a temper and was potentially, you know, at least emotionally violent. violent. So Corey actually, his response starts off pretty pulled together. And he said, you can say whatever filth you want about your family, castmates, or even myself, but I draw the line when it comes to my daughter. Kira's an innocent three-year-old child. I would hope that since you're now a father yourself, you'd have more tact and understanding, but I can't say that I'm surprised. The things you say publicly will be accessible to my daughter forever, and I will continue to do everything in my power to not expose her to such nonsense. Keep her out of your attempts to stay relevant, you fuck. <laughs> I mean, I don't like Corey because of all the stuff. Right. Coach, but good for him. Like that. Right. So that part really of. Well. Yeah. And I thought that part of his response was accurate and like, you know, appropriate. But then he basically said that it was very shameful of Audrina to even invite the situation into their lives and kind of blamed Audrina. But that. Of course, that was Corey being Corey and was emotionally violent towards Audrina, as we've wondered. But Spencer put Audrina in that position by making that comment, and it really upset me. And he didn't need to say that. He didn't need to say that. And do we think Audrina and Justin Bobby ever even fucked? 
I don't know, but why would you say that? She was married to Corey and they had a child. That is messed up. And there's no need to get him mad at her again. Like, I just thought it was... Especially for someone who's literally in this episode was like, Stephanie talked about my baby on Twitter. Like, fuck you, Spencer. Like, not cool. Not cool, man. No, and... Did Audrina respond to this? I don't know. I didn't see... um, but it it bummed me out big time. So yeah, that bummed me out. That's not cool, man. No, and then Brody got a lot of attention in the news this week as well for his comments about um, Caitlyn and calling his father he. And so we might touch on that later because he did talk about Caitlyn more in this episode. We are going to touch on that later because I have some notes on it. Um, and I watched it because I watched the episode twice. So I watched the episode when it aired and live tweeted it. And then I watched it again today and took notes because okay. um, I can't take notes and live tweet. It's a whole too much. No, uh, And so watching it again after already seeing all the blowback um, with fresh eyes, I have a lot to say. Yeah. About. I'm team Brody actually, but we'll yeah. talk about it when we get to that part. Sounds good. All right, then let's dive into Stephanie's... Oh, real quick, in yeah. terms of that same thing. Um, I, there also, and I'll have to find it and post it, Frankie Delgado did a YouTube uh, video and said that none of the cast members have talked since the original Hills ended until they started filming the new Hills. Yeah, I totally so believe So all that. of this, like, we've been hanging out, whatever, is a complete and utter bullshit lie. Yeah. And I think, I think Stephanie's welcome home party was actually like the kickoff party. Oh, you mean like get to know each other? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I could see that. Like it was their first official scene filming and they just like made a party out of it. But, um, well, as we start the episode, the first thing we need to talk about is the new remixed theme song, which I cannot fucking get enough of. I'm driving everyone at the beach crazy. (laughs) <laughs> I've been playing it on a loop on the beach. Um, I was strutting home from the gym listening to it. It's a miracle I didn't get gay bashed. Like, I <laughs> love it so, so, so much. And you can, it's, I got it on now. I mean, first I thought it was only going to be on YouTube, but all the streaming platforms have it. So yeah. y'all get out there, get it, make it the song of the summer. I'm living for it. Yeah, it was, it was exciting. That definitely gave me a thrill. Um. All right, so let's dive into Stephanie's party at Nightingale. Um, apparently the world's brightest nightclub. <laughs> That's like, what, what I said! <laughs> I was, my note says, did they film this on the surface of the sun? Why was it so bright in there? I don't know. I do not know. It was so weird. And at also, first, I'm like, is it in the middle of the day? But yes. it was at night. I don't... It was very strange. They were sitting under strobe lights. Like, they were being investigated it was insane <laughs> do you think maybe it has something to do with the new production team like since it's the old beverly hills house has a beverly hills cast that they just wanted it like better lit and better i don't know i have no it was, idea it's crazy it was i felt like i could have i could have worn sunglasses to watch it it was that bright yeah. I, I don't know. even keep my house that well lit like it was insane no no, I'm sitting in my basement, as you can see, and I don't have a single light on. <laughs> um, so other than it being bright, I don't actually have that many notes about this very first scene at the club anyway. So Stephanie gets upset because she thinks that Heidi spilled her drink on her purse on purpose. And I rewound it a couple times and 
Heidi just leaned over to hug someone, I think. It was an accident, a thousand percent. Her she just knocked for a glass. Right. Her purse hit a glass. Yeah. And I will Yeah. I, I will say though that and again, I don't think Stephanie's a good enough actress to pull this off. She it, the look on her face before that even happened, she looked like she was having a DEFCON seven level panic attack. I know. Like it was it was almost it was making me uncomfortable. Like she looked so like panicky, fear-stricken. I mean, it was palpable. She was a deer in headlights. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was, you could see it on her face. And it's not like her face moves, so. No. And Heidi and Spencer just slowly commandeer another table at the club. Yeah. <laughs> that was some genius editing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, like, looking across the club, and then Heidi and Spencer at another table. That was pretty good. Oh, um, and I had a note about Justin Bobby's jacket, his leather jacket. I liked it, but it had the name of the band Fear on it, which annoys me because it's an old hardcore band that I like listened to in high school, and I feel like Justin Bobby doesn't really listen to them. I feel like he's being a bit of a poser. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he bought it for the fashion and not, you know, for the band, but I'll just that's, leave that right there. That's possible. Yeah. I, I'll take your word for it. Um, and then we get a brief cutaway to <laughs> Brody taking a bath while his dogs watch. I need that bathtub. Me too. Windows? Oh my God, it was amazing. Like I want it in my house. Me too. But so I don't know funny. if I had it in my house, it would just be like crackheads coming to the window. Right, same. But <laughs> as someone who has a dog and loves to take baths, and I often leave the bathroom door open just because, and I don't care, taking a bath is where I draw the line. Like I don't let my dog lie next to me and watch me take a bath. <laughs> well, he was playing fetch. I know. And his dogs are, are very handsome dogs. And then, <laughs> but they're like dropping their dirty tennis ball into the bath water. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm a dog owner too, but it was a little gross. And then his wife comes in and he asks her if she's good mood, Caitlin or bad mood, Caitlin. I don't, I didn't really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and she kind of sits on the edge of the tub in her, Pajamas? Nighty? It's like a so, negligee. Yeah, it was like a little... Yeah, it was cute. Kind of, really cute. Yeah, it was almost like a, a sexy romper. Now, here's my question. Do we think Brody was naked? I hope so, but probably not. Old camera crew? Yeah, <laughs> no. He was probably sitting there in, like, <laughs> board shorts down to his knees. Um, and also, in terms of, like you were saying, how, like, stuff is coming out in the news cycle all the time now that the show is live, um, did you see that Linda Thompson tweeted last week and was like, don't believe everything you see on TV. Like it's all for shit. Like about Brody and Caitlin's relationship drama, like a legend. Yeah. She basically said it was all. Of course. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, so then Brody Which actually makes me happy because I like her and I like him. So I don't want them to have relationship drama. I want them to be happy. Yeah. I like them too. Um, and he says that despite all of his going out and the things that they argue about, it really is his favorite thing to do to be at home with his wife and his dogs. Yeah. Which, Which is sweet. sweet. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to Nightingale. And Audrina and Justin flirt. And can we just say right now that that pic of Justin Bobby in Nicaragua, it was terrifying. Yeah. He looked terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Like, don't ever go back to Nicaragua, Justin Bobby, because you did not look good there. Like, no. he looked like a scary, <laughs> hopeless meth head. It was, it, I was shook. shook. He, was, he was cast away. 
Yeah, he was cast away, 100%. <laughs> so then somebody, I think it's Audrina, uses the phrase rekindling an old flame. And I just, ooh, ooh, I don't know. And she asks about when his next show is. And I forget, he said they had one on Friday or something. Like, we're supposed to know how many days away that is. Um. Well, the other thing that I'm a little confused about is they're acting like he got back from Nicaragua kind of recently. But we know, because I follow him on Twitter, and when the band's like, he's been back in the States for a long time. Yeah, and he like, lives in Texas, doesn't back. he? Um, yeah. And, well, he was living in Austin. Yeah. Um, but he's been back for a while. So they're making it seem like he just got back. But he's been back from Nicaragua for quite a while. Yeah. Um. And so then Stephanie, I don't know who she's talking to, but she says that she hasn't had a boyfriend for two years. Oh, Misha. She's talking to Misha. Okay. And I actually put, I am living for Misha Barton's voice. Oh. Like, I just love the way she talks. And she kind of reminds me, I think I have this uh, old client slash friend of mine. I don't do her hair anymore because I haven't seen her in a while, but um, her name is Brennan Dorn. Um, she's like a DC. She knows all, you, you may have even come across her at some point, but she sounds very similar to Misha or Misha sounds similar to her. So I think that's why I like her voice, but I kind of like the whole, like, I of like throaty yet breezy. Like I'm very into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we get to the Perez Hilton stuff. Uh, so much to say. Okay. So he says that he's all about cleaning his karma. And Misha says at the end of the day, he's just a scumbag, which yeah. I agree with. Yep. Um, but to her credit, she charges right over there and confronts him. Um, first of all, we need to talk about the way he looks. Okay, let's do... I'll let you say all you need. I don't have that many notes about it, honestly. So you, you do you. Okay, so first of all, Perez Hilton is a bald muffin top troll. Um, <laughs> he should kill himself. I fucking hate him. Oh, like, I, I, no, I'm living for this because <clears throat> he spent his whole life mocking other people and their appearances. He himself was fat and did a whole body positivity thing and then flipped and became Mr. Workout. And yeah. then kind of like ditched all his fat friends. And now obviously he's off the workout train because he's wearing clothes way too tight for himself and that he should not be wearing. He's gained some of the weight back. His balding pattern looks like a burn victim. Like he can just go fuck the hell off. Like I fucking hate him so much. Um, I am a hundred percent team Misha, like all the way. Oh, and yeah. he, I, I, I cannot stand. And we've seen this with Lisa Vanderpump. I do not get this swearing on children's lives bullshit and why the people that do it flip the fuck out when you then don't believe them. What do I really think that your kids are going to drop dead if you're lying to me? No. And neither do you asshole. And he barely apologizes to her. And then says the thing about, I swear on my kid's life, I would take it all back. And she basically says, like, really, would you? And he completely is like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. I, I hate him so much. So, so he much. said, I just swore on my kid's life and now you're shitting on me. And he stormed out and it looked very odd and somewhat staged, like the way that he did it. But also, just because you apologize to someone doesn't mean they have to accept your apology. You know, and she went over there, confronted him. He said he was sorry, and she didn't find it sincere. So he needs to deal with that. You know, like, he said some really horrible things about her, and it doesn't mean she ever has to forgive him. 
And it wasn't sincere. I did not find it to be no. sincere. So the fact that he stormed out was kind of like, well, if you believe in cleaning your karma, like, I don't know, stay? You know, kind of just be a human about it. Like, say, like, I'm really sorry you can't accept my apology. I hope you will someday. And stay at the party. And I feel like the fact that he stormed out and acted like a brat about it just made it seem even less sincere. I was too busy um, noticing the fact that he looks like SpongeBob SquarePants from the behind. <laughs> I hate him so much. I, so I, can, much. I can tell. Fucking reprehensible. Like he, because I watched him on Celebrity Big Brother in England, um, and he was a fucking nightmare on that too. Like, uh, I just, he's the worst. He's the worst. Team Misha, all the way. I love Misha. Team Misha. Yes. So then after the Perez drama, we get the Stephanie and Spencer drama. And she breaks the ice with Spencer. And I don't... It's just sad. They, like, they don't know how to talk to each other. It's a lot of finger pointing. Well, you said this, and then you said this. And it really... It seems like in this scene anyway, it came down to the announcement of Gunner being born on Stephanie's birthday. Or you think the, the announcement they announced the, it on Stephanie's birthday. Right. Was it her, they announced Heidi's pregnancy or the birth of the baby? It must I, have been Heidi's pregnancy because otherwise they would have similar birthdays. I mean, you can't dispute, you, know, you can't get mad if someone has a baby a day or two before your birthday. So it had to be right. announced with the pregnancy. And, and also, I'm assuming Heidi they had a pretty, it. She had a pretty public pregnancy. I feel like they were doing photo shoots and stuff. So, well, and he, and I, well, yeah, exactly. And what, cause what Spencer says is he, cause at one point he says, I have the magazine. I can prove it was the day before. So I think that's the day us weekly or whatever the fuck put the mag or okay or whatever, put the magazine out. Okay. So basically Stephanie's upset that she found out they were having a baby by reading the daily mail. Yeah. And he never, like, called her and said, like, we're having a baby. Which, granted, their relationship seems pretty broken, but that's sad. And, that did she, sad. and did she say that her mother also knew? And didn't tell I her? Don't know. Yeah. I didn't get that part. My three takeaways for this had really nothing to do with the fight. Um, one was that I'm living for Stephanie's confessional top. That black top with the stars. Uh-huh. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I loved in Spencer's confessional, he said, I need to talk less, which is going to be very challenging for me because I love to talk. No, no. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious and amazing. Um, Absolutely. And, and that at um, Nightingale, and only at Nightingale, not in the confessions or any other time in the episode, Spencer had kid and play hair. Like he had this weird, very square, high up, like he yeah. was kid and play. Yeah. Um, and then have we gotten to the part yet where is this where Whitney's confessional comes in? Because she solved something for us. Right. And she finally admitted she knew them in high school, which but is she very satisfying. That, that I've been dealing with this from with them since high school, which means they were never close. No. If you've yeah. been fighting like this since high school, when were you close? When you were eight? Like this whole like Stephanie, we used to be close thing. I mean, Whitney just blew it out of the water. You were not close. Yeah. Um, I also like, I enjoyed Heidi's takeaway that motherhood has changed her and made her more blunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sits down and tells the whole group, quote, 
the whole family has said they don't know what the deal is with Stephanie. Um, so you just, you're more blunt now, but you just spoke on behalf of how many people? Like, <laughs> I also would love to know, I mean, I guess we'll never find out, but I would love for the someone in the press to pick up what this actually is doing to the family. Like how the parents feel about all this, whose side they're on, if any, and how the other sister feels about this and whose side she is on, if any. I don't, I don't think they'll ever come out and talk about it though. They won't, but I'm just curious because they can't be, they're so private. Like they can't be enjoying this on any front. Yeah. So I know from at least the last episode of Prattcast that I listened to, Stephanie was going to go to a therapy session with her mother. And then when she called the place to confirm or something like that, she found out her mother made an appointment just for her and wasn't planning to attend or something like that. Um, So I'll check in with Prattcast before next week and see if Stephanie's been discussing it at all. I'm, I'm too afraid to listen to Spidey. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, after Spencer says, you're not my family, she storms out and Brandon Lee says, I'm the youngest person here, but I'm the most mature. (laughs) Truth. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. And we, we see it again in a later scene too. Like 100%. So Justin goes to check on Stephanie outside and says that, you know, she unfairly gets a bad rep and okay. Um, Sure. I'm, I don't disagree. I'm kind of surprised that Justin's the one offering that up, but okay. And Stephanie trying to cry, like physically looked so painful. It was like that famous shot of Kim Kardashian crying where her face doesn't move, but it looked even worse. Yeah. Like her, it, it, it hurt to look at. And Justin makes a good point though, in trying to get Stephanie to go back inside and, He says, you know, do you think Spencer is sitting in his car crying right now? And Stephanie says, never cry over someone who wouldn't cry over you. And then seems to feel better. Well, I have to say that I'm really enjoying this new and improved sensitive Justin Bobby. Me too. Um, I did not think I could possibly find him more attractive than I already did, but I now (laughs) do. Yeah, I agree. And we have, because when Misha and Audrina come outside... The return of ceiling eyes. Yeah. Finally gave us sex and see. It was nice to see again. Yeah. Yep. She looked like her old self. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's those are all my notes on the club. Yeah, and me too. And then we go we go on a walk, a hike with the ladies. Which I was cracking the fuck up because Whitney and Andrina, why are they stretching their upper bodies? I don't They're know. Walk. It was so weird. Like, they're doing all these hardcore stretching moves of their arms and shoulders. I'm like, you're walking. Like, I I don't, it was. I also rewound twice because Whitney was wearing, like, flesh-colored leggings. And I was convinced that she was hiking a canyon in nothing but an oversized sweatshirt and that she didn't have pants on. Oh, the the TV here must be a different color scheme because to me, they just look pink. Right. No, they looked like. I'm trying to remember where I watched it, but I don't know. They looked flesh toned. And I was like, Whitney, like, I know that that oversized sweatshirt look is in, but you're exercising. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But other than that, I don't really have notes on this scene. I know someone said, well, as a mom, and I fell asleep. Well, I will say this, that um, I, Misha being just a normal 
sized woman makes the other two girls look like death. Like they're so skinny. Like it, I, I think because we've never had a normal person standing next to them before, like everyone's so like overly too skinny. Yeah. You don't notice it as much, but with her, I was like, holy shit. Cause I bet Misha's probably what, like a six, maybe size six, size eight. Like she's yeah. not it's normal, just normal. Um, and it made Whitney and Audrina, Whitney, especially, I was like, oh my God, that girl is so skinny. Um, and Misha's been getting a lot of, there's been a lot of body shaming online that about sucks. it. Like it does suck. Like someone like was trying to ask if she was pregnant and it's been gross, but I think she looks beautiful. No. And also, you know, like people are remembering her from when she was a very young actress on the OC and she's a woman now. And like, it, it gets that much harder to maintain a weight and it's 2019 who gives a shit about someone's weight. She looks healthy. She's happy. Like it's just gross. Well, and she too, back in those C days was too thin. Yeah, of course. Was too thin. I think she looks great now, but yeah, there's been a lot of bullshit about that online. But, um, but the, the dichotomy between the three of them was just like, Whoa. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, and then we see Spencer get some crystal healing. Oh my God. I cannot with this. Cannot so, with this, uh, with the, what was it? The Celian knife? Yeah. He, he's aligning his chakras, right? Um, no, I didn't think he was aligning his chakras. I thought she was, well, maybe the crystals were, but then she was cutting off the whatever negative ties with the Celian knife. I don't know. It was ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah, that cost. <laughs> okay. Um... And then I have some random notes after that. Was he, did he have a conversation with Heidi after his crystal healing, I guess? Um, yeah, but I didn't really, there wasn't yeah. much that. Um, okay. But then we go to Stephanie. Okay. Yes. And this is the scene where they made JB, JB look like an Uber driver. <laughs> he was driving a Ford Focus sedan and he had his phone mounted to the dash as he called Stephanie. <laughs> I, I was devastated. And one of the things I live tweeted was like, what happened to the El Camino? Like what happened to all of Justin Bobby's super cool cars? Like, what I, the fuck? why was he driving a sensible Ford Focus sedan? I don't understand. I don't either. It, I was shook. shook. I was shook too. And I was like, is that a rental car? Did he crash some vintage Corvette or something? What is this? <laughs> oh my God. So then you know, he and Stephanie talk about the party and he says he feels really bad for Stephanie. And Stephanie says that she feels like she's been really nice to Heidi and Heidi does nothing but manipulate Spencer. Um, um, it, I had a couple thoughts on this that have nothing to do with what they were talking about. One is it was during this scene, I finally realized who Stephanie looks like now. Okay. Jigsaw. Like she who? looks like Jigsaw from the Scream. I mean, from the Saw movies. The puppet that rides the tricycle. What? Oh my god! Did you look it up? I'm about to. I, so I mean, I think I know what you're talking about because of the cheeks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's 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 really scary and very harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, I couldn't figure it out. Like, I was like, she looks like like a marionette or something, but yeah, it's jigsaw. Um, and then I want to know why there was a rolling rack in her living room. I don't know. Like that was weird, right? Yeah, and then in her confessional, she says she really, really likes Justin Bobby, and he, like, sings her a little song. He does, um, and she also, again, in this fight, talked about how close, how she and Spencer were so close until he started dating Heidi, and I was just like, you were not close! 
Um, and then the only, I have a little bit of an issue with Justin Bobby and his like Nicaraguan treehouse journey only because <laughs> he owned, he had a hair salon there. Like he worked, like he owned a hair salon and worked. Like you had a phone, you worked. Like you stopped acting like you were completely off the grid because you owned a business and yeah. went to work, did people's hair. Yeah. Um, but Stephanie comments on his little song and says like, oh, that's it. And he says, I don't see any other guys singing to you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I wrote that down too. So good. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Brandon's house. And Where? No, no, um, go ahead. You're saying? So we go to Brandon's house and he definitely was not wrong in his statement that he's the most mature person on this show. A thousand percent. And I will say that I'm a little disappointed only because I was hoping for a wacky, crazy, what we've read about in the tabloids, Brandon, and we're yeah. getting like very centered, mature, sober Brandon, which great for him. Yeah. Not great for me. So Brandon talks about how at age 22, he is sober. But what I really liked what he had to say about his sobriety is that he said, I don't want to waste time or slow down. That basically it was costing him opportunities and time and he didn't want to do that and he said you know i'm brandon lee and i'm here to fuck shit up yeah. <laughs> um i was finding him pretty adorable even though he's he's too young for me but he's pretty cute See, I, I like him i don't find him attractive in some shots i do find him attractive in other shots or like when the mustache is looking wrong to me it 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 goes back and forth but I think all in all, he's, he's an attractive kid. Like, you don't model unless you're an attractive kid. No, 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 I don't think he's ugly. He's just not for me. Yeah. Um, so let's go down the cast of characters at this dinner. We had Frankie, Brody, Brandon, Miles, Chase, and Conrad. And Miles is Shaquille O'Neal's stepson. Oh, um, yeah. Conrad can get it. Oh, I didn't take any notes about anybody else. Conrad can get it. Well, because they don't really... It's weird... Because um, for a second, I thought it might, might have been Conrad Hilton, but it wasn't. But um, the other two don't get mentioned much after their first introductions when they walk in the room. But um, Conrad was a cutie. <laughs> okay. Um, and then after, you know, Brandon talks about his sobriety and all that kind of stuff, then we get Brody talking about Caitlin. Well, no, before that, we got Brody's confessional, where he talks, basically says that he and his Caitlin have threesomes yeah yeah i told you yeah they yeah. they i think they've been pretty open about it that they're into that it's one of their yeah, things. i mean yeah he's a little freaky which is good um but uh but yes then we um well before we get the the caitlin brody caitlin jenner brody stuff um i thought it was interesting that frankie was saying to um miles and to brandon like it must be a lot of pressure to have a famous father and feel like you have to follow in their footsteps. I don't feel like that person would be on a stepson. Right? Like that. I mean, it depends. Like, I think if there are some step parents and stepchildren that are super close and that has been their parent, you know? So, uh, sure, but I don't, I don't know. I just feel like part of the pressure to follow in someone's footsteps would be because you have like especially for basketball so basketball is you have to have the some people are born with the athletic ability for that so I feel like if you didn't have the same gene you know what I'm saying like I feel like the pressure wouldn't be the same 
Yeah. I like if know. it was business, like if your stepfather was a business person, I would be like, oh yeah, you get, I get the pressure. But because it's an athletic pursuit, like he's not 18 feet tall, like Shaq. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it, you look like a short kid. Like why would you feel pressure to play basketball? Right. I think it's more just the pressure of success of any kind or achievement, you know, maybe not necessarily the same achievement. Yeah. I don't know. Got it. <clears throat> um, so then let's talk about Brody and his dad. Yes. Let's get into it. So Brody got shamed after the first episode for calling Caitlin he several times in the episode. Um, and where I totally understand that's a sensitive thing for trans people, especially, you know, once they prefer other pronouns, I think that in the case of Caitlyn Jenner, several of his children still refer to Caitlyn as he, and even recently posted a bunch of tributes to Caitlyn on Father's Day. So it's always been a little blurry, at least to me, in the public eye when it comes to Caitlyn Jenner. So I felt a little bad for Brody this past week because he's not the only one of Caitlyn Jenner's children that does that, but he got really trolled for it. Well, and I feel like um, he did get really trolled for it. And, and in this episode in particular, in his, when he was talking about it at the dinner and in his confessional, I thought he was incredibly respectful. He only referred to Caitlyn as Bruce and he when he was referring to him pre-transition and anytime he referred to Caitlyn post-transition, he referred to her as she and Caitlyn. Yes. I thought he was very respectful. And from what I've gathered, I mean, unless Caitlyn has changed her position on this, I thought that in previous interviews, she had basically said that that was okay when referring to her pre-transition to call her him and Bruce. Because yeah. back then he was a he and Bruce, or at least presenting as. Um, so I thought Brody was being very respectful. I, 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 I think he got, and he even said, he was like, Caitlin's a different person and very happy. I mean, he seems as shitty as a dad as Caitlin was to him. He seems to be genuinely happy for her. Yes. And I think this week, I didn't see as big of a response to anything Brody said this week. So I hope that people were more satisfied um, but I thought his comments this week were really touching. He, he admitted that he doesn't expect much of Caitlin, just as he didn't out of Bruce when it comes to parenting, but said she's a lot happier as Caitlin. Yeah. So and I think that people were being too hard on him. I do too. And I, I actually thought he addressed it really well. And it's not only that his father transitioned to being a woman. It's not that. It's his near deadbeat father. Like Bruce yeah. was not around. <laughs> shitty dad and not around. Right. So like he has a lot of emotions there that have nothing to do with his father now being a woman, you know? And I, I don't think a lot of people, people might not know that. I don't know. So, but I thought this week's was very nice. Well, and also what a lot of people may not know is that Bruce, or I'm sorry, Caitlin has said that it's still okay and still wants the children to call her dad. Yeah. They all call her dad. I know. And that he's fine or she's fine with it. So like, I mean, even I'm messing up now. Like it's hard to remember. Yeah. yeah. It's not, I, I think it, people are being shitty because it was not coming from a malicious place. No, it wasn't. Um, so then we have a quick scene at Audrina's house with Joey, her best friend and stylist. They are picking out an outfit for her to go to a festival with Justin 
And Heidi comes over with Gunner and Abby, the assistant. Gunner's assistant, yes. Yeah. I I can't with that. <laughs> well, I also can't with you need a stylist to come over and style you to go to a music festival. Like, and wasn't she just wearing like a jean skirt and a tank top? Well, so she looked amazing at the festival, but she was not wearing anything that would have required a stylist. No. <laughs> And all the things you were looking at, they were, like, different style of, like, open sheer cardigans. Like, there was, like, one with a black pattern and one with a gray pattern. Just, like, very Audrina-like clothes. And, okay, sure. Um, and she explains that things with Justin are flirtatious, but he's just never consistent. But apparently, Ashley Waller is going to set her up on a date with a businessman. That's what they keep. Yeah, they keep him a businessman. I wonder if he invented post-its. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> a businessman special. Um, and then we get a scene of Jay Wall. Ashley. Oh, my God. Ashley and Jason. Jason looks so fucking good. Jason needs to do adult modeling. Like, I want him in, like, polo ads at this age. He is so handsome. I want him to do adult films. <laughs> like, he looks so hot. And I specifically want him to do adult films with Justin Bobby. I actually, when I was tweeting, said, I want somebody out there who's talented, Diana Metzger, I'm looking at you, to write me some Justin Bobby, Jason Waller fanfic, because they are my ultimate dream couple. They their scene at the end of the episode was the best part. I like that I want him to appear in like a Tog Hero watch ad and you want him in a porno. <laughs> um so they're talking about this festival because they're going, and Jason says to his wife, Ashley, do you know what you're wearing? And she says, I don't know, but I wanted to wear boots. And he said, Boots to the beach. Will you pick the perfect person? And Justin. I really liked that callback. It was amazing. Um, I also, at the beginning, did we know that um, Jason went to 12 rehabs and got arrested 18 times? I did because of Prattcast. Um, but yeah, he, so his episode of Prattcast, I found so genuine and so touching. He has some really amazing things to say about his recovery and how it's an ongoing process and all that kind of stuff. He and his wife were really sweet to listen to. And even in this episode, in his confessional, he said this was the first sober relationship he ever had and that yeah. he didn't he didn't know what it was like to have feelings until he met his wife, basically. And it was now, sweet. A little quick sidebar now that we're <laughs> Jason stuff, and I meant to ask this last week. Do, or do we think any of them are ever going to mention Lauren's name? Probably not. I think it's weird. Like, I think that at some point someone would be like, oh, have you talked to Lauren? No. Like, I mean, I, I, it's, it's interesting to me that they kind of whitewashed her from everything. I mean, I get that she wants nothing to do with the show, but to think that this was a show that was originally her show and now no one's even mentioned her is a little weird to me. Right. Well, I also think in Jason's case, it is a respect thing. You know, he said a couple times when I was on the hills the first time, but he won't say when I dated Lauren. I think he's trying to leave her out of it. Um, but I think in his recovery and like all that kind of stuff, they have made amends. And I think they've had some conversations and he's apologized to her and all that stuff. 
Well, not even so much him, but like Audrina or Heidi or Seth, you know, I mean, like Whitney. Like you think Whitney and Audrina would be like, hey, have you have to talk to Lauren at all? Like, I mean, you just think at some point it would come up. Yeah. I don't know. So then we get Audrina getting ready for the festival. Her L'Oreal commercial. Her L'Oreal commercial. Yeah. And she's using Lash Paradise. And I'm here to say it, guys. It's overrated. I, I love drugstore makeup. I'm, I'm not shaming. But I think Lash Paradise in particular is a little overrated. Oh, and- now I believe. Let me pull this up real quick. Because I, I, like, when I was live tweeting about it, um, I, think Heather, I think it's Heather's favorite. It's, it's a lot of people's favorites. A lot of people love it because it's a, it's, it is the exact same as the better than sex mascara, but it's the drugstore version and it's better and cheaper. But that said, oh, yeah. real talk. This is my favorite mascara. It's better than any fancy $20 mascara at Sephora. There you go. Heather's it's, fave. Yeah. I think I have different mascara tastes than a lot of people, but. My sister bought me the like expensive version, the better than sex one, and I hated it. And I thought the brush like oh. hurt. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so Audrina does a L'Oreal commercial, and that reminds me that Stephanie went on and on on Prattcast about how she did a Pepsi commercial, and she's never felt so fancy, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's going to be part of the Hills, like one of the episodes. So I think it's an extended one of one of these. Oh, another just like her drinking Pepsi. Yeah, but she said it's going with like a whole social campaign. Oh, okay. So I don't know whether she got a full commercial or whether it's one of these weird advertorial things. But even though Audrina is wearing a mascara I don't personally enjoy and she didn't need a stylist for this outfit, she looks so cute. For she does. Festival. She looks great. She... She looks happy. She looks healthy. Her tan is incredible. And I said it last week and I'll say it again. Audrina is a jeans and t-shirt girl. The jean skirt and the black tank top. No one could make it look cuter, I swear. No. And then she, she adds that little hat. So cute. Whose side are you on? With who? In the Justin Bobby Audrina ride. Oh, like not picking her up? Yeah. Audrina's. Oh, I'm on Justin Bobby's side. Well, I'm only on Audrina's side because apparently he said he was going to pick her up. But we didn't see that. Right. Like, I needed to see him saying, like, I will come pick you up. Well, I felt bad for Audrina when she got to the festival and said that she spent, like, 45 minutes in traffic. At least if he had picked her up, she could have talked to someone other than an Uber driver. Yeah, but then he would have had to spend 45 minutes in traffic to pick her up and then come back. No. <laughs> That's I'm Team JB on this one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the festival. I love Jason's Make Love Not Meth shirt. Yes. And the I Love Lucy heart font. And um, as they're going up the stairs to the VIP area to meet Justin, his wife says, a man so famous, he has two names. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really standing for Ashley this episode. Um, and she's also I, wearing a hat, by the way. Although I prefer Audrina's hat, but... Now, do you think maybe the producers are pushing hats on them, and that's what happened to Kyle on Beverly Hills? Maybe it was all the producers forcing her to wear hats. <laughs> maybe. Maybe the producers just like hat crazy. Maybe. Have a stock and a haberdashery. Um, <laughs> I also loved that Justin Bobby, and I'm going to start doing this, I think, was wearing his sunglasses over his hat. Yeah. 
He looked good in this scene, though. Oh, my God. Did he ever? Did he ever? Yeah. So he talks about how they're going to be doing an acoustic show. They're all sitting around. Justin, or sorry, Jason was smoking a cigarette, but they tried to, like, crop it out of the oh, shot. I see that. I missed it. I didn't see that. So that's what they were taking a smoke break, and uh, Jason was smoking while drinking a water. But they kind of, you could see the cigarette in the corner of the frame real quick. Um, and my note just says, JB's eyes, holy shit. Yeah. His eyes are stunning. He, he looked so, so beautiful in this quick scene. So then they again talk about how Audrina is going to go on a double date with this businessman. They say businessman. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, it's not easy to make Justin jealous, which made me cackle because he's not jealous, Audrina. <laughs> oh. Um, and then Jason makes a joke that says, well, maybe you should pop by. <laughs> and Justin says, yeah, maybe I'll share in the tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it was so funny. My only issue with this, it's not issue, is that Ashley at some point was like, Justin couldn't keep his eyes off Audrina. He was wearing sunglasses. How could you tell that? I know. I wondered that, too. And the like content- sunglasses. I know. And the festival they were at, by the way, is the, they were at the Surf City Blitz. Uh-huh. And it was October 27th to 28th. And it was The Offspring and Pennywise and, oh, Fear. There you go. Oh, whoops. Okay. I rescind my original statement then. Justin Bobby actually does like them. Yeah. And some other, some other bands that not on my radar, but that's not saying much. So it looks like it's a an annual festival in Orange County. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this year it will include the Offspring and some of the same bands as last year. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, there you go. It was interesting. Uh, Jason's wife also said on Prattcast that filming was actually really hard for them because of their daughter and going back and forth from the OC to LA to film. Oh. Yeah. Not a quick drive. No, not a quick drive at all. Yeah. So that's it. All in yeah, all, I, I found it a much more enjoyable episode than episode one, and I was, I was very relieved. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I still think it's, like, fake and overproduced, but, um, but it was fun. I had fun. Yeah, I, I agreed. Like, it, I had a lot more fun. Um, and anything about the scenes from the next um, no, I didn't really. I mean, it looks like we're going to get a little bit of like Brody part non party shaming. Um, mm-hmm. cause he wouldn't drink cause Caitlin wasn't around. Um, and then more Stephanie drama. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. Um, and I am going to continue to do my best to live tweet. I definitely will live tweet, um, this Monday's, um, and next Mondays, but the following Monday after that, I will be in Lake Tahoe. So I will try my best, but we'll Yeah, see. well, TBD. It's a very nice add-on for you to commit to. Well, it actually makes it really fun. I mean, not like watching it isn't fun, but it actually made it more fun to live tweet while doing it. Yeah, it's probably more fun than taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to take better notes next week. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was write down a bunch of quotes, and I couldn't remember who said them. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, that's the episode. And until next week. See you guys next week. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>